When God calls us to do something, a battle begins to roar in our mind. Today, we are going to begin to practice 2 Corinthians 10.5, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. So we have been talking about how to obey God through things in our life. We've been talking about how to obey him with our heart, our will, and today we're going to talk about how to obey him with our mind. Now, you can best believe that when God calls you to do something, you are going to experience a battle in your mind. But God tells us in his word, 2 Corinthians 2, 5, to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So he is saying no matter what thoughts come your way, because our thoughts can be influenced, right? And they can be influenced by the enemy. But to instead take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. In other words, whatever the Lord is asking you to do, just be obedient to it. The other scripture that I want to give you is Romans 12, 1 and 2. I really want to focus on verse 2, but let's read them both. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Here we go. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but... But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we're told very clearly here to not think like the world thinks, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We do that by seeking the Lord in prayer. We do that by reading his word and through his word, we will prove what is good and we will know what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. And, you know, there's a contrast here. It's saying, do not be conformed to the world. So the things that God calls us to do, by the way, they are not of the world. They don't look like the world. They don't sound like the world. They don't operate like the world. And so if God calls you to do something that seems way out in left field, it's probably God speaking to you and you can rest in that. I can remember when God called us to sell our home and then he gave strategic steps of, you know, what to do next. And he's so faithful to do that. You know, you're not going to be left out there stranded. God's going to tell you exactly what to do. Now, you may have to go through a waiting process. But God will direct your every move. He will not leave you alone. He will not forsake you. And so God had told us to sell our house. And then he gave instructions to 
rent. We were going to rent and lease something. We even prayed and sought God and what that lease term would look like, you know, and he gave us the number eight. So we uh, leased our apartment for eight months. And during that time, God gave more direction while we were sitting still. We knew the timeline because God had given it of when we were to make our final move. And I can remember that day packing up all of our things. We had hired a U-Haul company to come out and some guys that were going to help us move. And we sat still while the belongings that we had were just being carried away and put on this U-Haul. And I remember my husband was sick that day. And he had, you know, mysteriously caught the flu while we were going through this transition and this move. And he was really laying flat in the bed and couldn't do really anything. The mattress was the only thing left on the floor. And there he lay flat on it. And the guys were just moving the furniture out. And I was just kind of watching everything going on. I remember my stepson was just kind of stooped down in the corner. And the two animals that we had at the time were curled up on their bed in the in the corner as well, thinking, what is going on? And, and there's just such transition going on. And I'm just going, Lord, oh, please be with me. Give me strength. And boy, little did I know at that moment when I had that thought and prayer, how much strength I was going to need for everything that was getting ready to come my way, all the battles. Well, you can best believe if the Lord calls you to do something, there will be obstacles, but you will overcome every single one of them. And let me tell you, friends, the obstacles was rolling out one by one. And I'm not even going to get into all the details, but let me tell you, there was a big question mark as to where we were going. There were many question marks as to are we really doing what we should be doing. And I'll tell you why. Because so many things were starting to happen. So many obstacles were starting to arise. And suddenly, there was a battle going on in my head. You know, all the obstacles were beginning to make things seem impossible. And I do mean impossible. And with all that struggle, I began to wonder if we were really doing the right thing. I began to question if we really heard from God. And I was in complete distress. Mentally, I was replaying everything in my mind. I desperately needed to hear from God. Just one more time. I needed some solid confirmation. Now, I'm kind of a stubborn girl, so God knows that. And he knows that sometimes he has to confirm things to me over and over. But I looked all around and I noticed that everything was loaded on this truck. And we were getting ready to go. I don't know where, because the place that we were supposed to be going, we had gotten a call during the packing up of this um, truck with all of our belongings that all of a sudden this place wasn't available for us anymore, and we couldn't stay in the place that we were in, and there was all these crazy, crazy things going on, but all we knew was we were supposed to get into that vehicle, and we were supposed to drive off, at least we thought we were, and so all this stuff is loaded up on the truck except for my desk. My desk is still sitting in the room, the room where the Lord spoke to me time and time again, the room where the Lord began to download vision in my heart for the ministry in which he was calling us to. And there sat this white little desk. It was all that was left. And I walked over to that desk, and without telling anyone, my heart was so heavy. And I took one step at a time until I reached that desk. And above that desk was a window. 
and I saw nothing in sight but rain. It was pouring down raining. When I looked out that window, the rain was just coming down, coming down. And in that moment, it felt like time had stopped for me. And I remember just dropping my head in complete despair and crying out to God. And I prayed, Lord, please confirm that we are doing the right thing. I need you right now, Lord. And at that divine moment, as I lifted my head and looked out the window, a big yellow truck went by. And down the side of that truck was one word. It said MOVING in capital letters, M-O-V-I-N-G. And in a blink of an eye, it was gone. And I had never seen a moving truck like that before. And I haven't still to this day. But one thing I knew for sure, God had spoken. He had confirmed. And it was time to get rolling. That was a supernatural, divine little miracle that happened for me that day. And all of a sudden, the rain stopped. We climbed into our vehicles and we set out for our destination. Now, without going into all the detail, I just want to let you know that the enemy was doing everything he could. He was throwing all kind of curveballs at us, all kind of things to make us think that we were absolutely doing the wrong thing and that we had lost our mind and, and was crazy. He attacked us with fear. He attacked us with the unknown. He attacked us with doubt. And, you know, we, we really didn't know what was ahead of us, but what we did know was God had called us and that he would provide. And at this moment, we could either trust him or we could not trust him. And we chose to trust him. So with all these crazy things going on, we just kept moving forward. We just kept pushing through whatever came our way. And I'm giving you a really short version, but we really didn't know where we were going to lay our head once we entered into the county in which God called us to. And we went from one obstacle to the next, and we ended up landing in a home away from home motel, you could call it, where we would live the next two weeks while we found a place that we would call home. And that was very trying. It was very uh, much a difficult time. So many things were happening. We couldn't get to our clothes. They were packed on the U-Haul. And, and, you know, it's just sitting there that night, I remember thinking to myself, what again those thoughts came of doubt what have we done it was such a process and during that process you know God had put some really great friends in our life and you have to have great friends in your life when you're walking through obedience with the Lord hopefully you got great friends in your life already but some God-centered friends that want to see you be obedient to God that want to see you chase after God and all that he has for your life. So God had strategically placed some of these people in our life, and I was honored to call them friends because these friends were there to hold our hand and cheer us on every step of the way. They would speak boldly to me, to us, when we were so tempted to bail out, and they were there to lift us up and confirm our calling. And they refused to let me do anything but be obedient to God. Did you hear that? They didn't say, oh, woe is me, enjoy my pity party. They didn't say, oh, well, yeah, this is hard. I don't want to see you go through this. Yeah, maybe you should turn that U-Haul around and go back. No, they refused to let us do anything but be obedient to God. Even though I was erratic at times and crazy and crying, I just want to come back. 
She, my friend, was very calm. Nothing I told her shook her confidence in me or the calling of God on our family. And through her words, God gave me the fuel that I needed to face another day. And then so vividly, I remember the next few days of searching, searching for a place to call home. As tough as it was, we had to trust God and we had to see it through because we knew he would see us through. And eventually he did. Eventually he provided a beautiful place for us to live. It was all a process. God was doing a great work in us all. We learned to take our eyes off of the circumstances and look to him in greater trust. And I feel confident to say that all the trials was a great test, a test of our obedience and trust. The good news is we passed and God provided a wonderful place for us. But through it all, I had to work through the battle of the mind. When God calls you, the enemy is not going to just stand by. He's going to cause confusion obstruction, and fear. In your mind, you will try and reason. Now, this is very important. One of the greatest books I ever read concerning the mind was by a lady you probably very much well know, Joyce Meyer, and it was called The Battlefield of the Mind. Now, in this book, Joyce shares that reasoning leads to confusion. Remember our scripture we read in Romans 12, 2. She states that Satan frequently steals the will of God from us due to reasoning. Wow, did you hear that? Satan steals the will of God from us due to reasoning. So the Lord may direct us to do a certain thing, but if it does not make sense, if it's not logical, we may be tempted to disregard it. What God leads a person to do does not always make logical sense to his mind. Remember the scripture we read again, Romans 12, 2. And I said to you after I read the scripture that the things that God calls us to, they don't look like the world. They don't operate like the world. So it's not going to always make logical sense to the mind. As a matter of fact, most of the time it, it does just doesn't. His spirit may affirm it, but our mind will reject it especially if it would be out of the ordinary or unpleasant or if it would require a personal sacrifice or discomfort. Well, selling our home and just abandon all, I mean, that doesn't feel comfortable, does it? There's nothing comfortable about that. That kind of moves us into the unknown. That's not a logical thing to do. We were told by many people, now this doesn't really make much sense. Are you sure this is what you want to do? Now, you're going to what? You're going to leave your job? You're going to go do what? You're selling your home? What? You're driving a U-Haul into a county and you don't, don't know where you're going or where you're going to lay your head? Have you lost your mind? Well, yeah, I guess I have lost my mind and I'm trying to be obedient to God and there is a battle going on in my mind, but hey, I'm trying to be obedient to God here. I mean, all these things are going on here and it does require a sacrifice, but can I tell you that obedience is far greater than sacrifice? Actually, God's word will tell you that. You will be tempted to make decisions based on the circumstances instead of obedience to God. You will be tempted to do that, but don't. You must know that God's ways are not our ways. His timing is not our timing, but his timing is perfect. Don't reason in the mind. Don't reason in the mind. Just obey the spirit. 
Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, Proverbs 3, 5. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we will overcome any and all things that the enemy plots against us. Our job is just to be a faithful servant. Now, your mind will play a very important role in the victory, but the rewards of the victory poured out on you and all of those around you will be great. Don't let your eyes set on the circumstances, but on the Lord in every circumstance, and then you will be rich with clarity. You may win one battle, but there will be others. But you win the battle in your mind by seeking to know him and his word. So his principles and values form the foundation of all you think and do. Then you can walk peacefully as you entrust the circumstances to him. I have learned a lot about circumstances as well. Circumstances can make you better or they can make you bitter. And we may think if our circumstances were different, we would be different, but that is not true. Satan loves to use circumstances to attack your mind. If only I had, if only I could. Oh, yes, I've been there many, many times. But the truth is, if we are not happy with our current circumstances, chances are we will not be happy with a new set of circumstances. George Washington's wife expressed it this way. I am still determined to be cheerful and happy in whatever situation I may be. For I have also learned from experience that the greater part of our happiness or misery depends on our dispositions and not our circumstances. We carry the seeds of the one or the other about with us in our minds everywhere we go. Wow, what wisdom. And Apostle Paul said something very similar. In God's word, it says, I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in and and every situation. Whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. Philippians 4, 11 through 12. Through everything I've ever walked through with the Lord, every trial, Every time he's asked me to obey, even when it was difficult, I have always tried to keep my eyes lifted and focused on him. And through it all, I've been able to set my eyes on him in a greater way each and every time. He has reminded me in every impossible situation that he was there. There is a track record of his faithfulness. He has never forsaken me and he will not forsake you. So maybe you're in a place right now where you need to be reminded of God's proven will in your life. Or maybe you want to know God's perfect will. Maybe you're going through a battle right now in your mind over something going on in your life, the circumstances or something that God's calling you to do. But you can have victory over that battle. You can move and walk and operate in God's perfect will. And you can do that by renewing your mind. God has perfect plans for us, and as we walk out those plans, He wants us to have those renewed minds, minds that seek to honor and obey Him. Our minds are renewed by reading His Word, by praying, and seeking to know Him more. God had a perfect plan for me, and He has a perfect plan for you, and I'm still walking that plan out, and I know that you're still walking that plan out. 
and as we continue to be obedient and do his will, there is no doubt, friends, that his blessings are stored up for us all along the way. Our mind cannot comprehend the blessings and treasures that God has prepared for us and has stored up for us. There's going to be many questions and concerns and a lot of mysteries. I don't know how God's going to do everything he's going to do for my life and for your life, but I know that he will prove himself. And we just have to simply believe that he can do it and that he will do it. Now, just sit still and let me read some of God's word over you. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Hebrews 8, 10. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, Colossians 3.2, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Friends, I hope that this has blessed you today. I hope that you can reestablish your mind with the Lord, renew your mind, and be obedient to whatever he calls you to do. I love you bunches. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.